there. This is Alyssa from Unbusy, where I teach you how to simplify your mom life, create routines that work for you as a business-owning mom, and gain more time back in your day. Today, we have a bonus episode for you about going from suicidal to productivity freedom in your mom life. We're bringing on a guest, Amber Curtis, to talk about the amazing transformation that not doing it all can have on you as a woman, plus how to leverage the four natural productivity rhythms Amber has discovered so that you can get more done in less time. Now, a little bit about Amber. She's a PhD and a productivity coach who helps overwhelmed women make more time for who and what they love. A professor by day and productivity coach by night, she is also a devoted mom of four busy boys throughout. And she knows all too well how challenging it is to juggle all of the things as a mom. After becoming suicidal from the stress of keeping up with her demanding job while raising young kids, she applied her academic research skills to figure out what's scientifically shown to help you better balance it all. She shares all her insights in hopes that other moms will never feel as hopeless as she once did. So hi, Amber. Welcome to the show. Hi, Alyssa. I am so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. I love the fact you're a professor and a coach and a mom to four boys. Well, my best friend calls me the person who makes her feel better about her life. And at first I was kind of offended by that. Like, what do you mean? But she genuinely looks at my crazy life and thinks, I'm so glad that's not me. And yet, you know, each of these pieces of my life just brings me so much joy. And I'm far from having it all figured out. I definitely don't have things all together. So people are welcome to laugh at me. But I just really hope to inspire people that they can do more than they might have otherwise been led to believe. And we want to find that balance between trying to do it all and especially doing it all for the wrong reasons versus genuinely carving out time for what brings you joy because that spills over into every other area of your life. Yes. And I love the fact you're modeling like three things going on at once. You've got the family, you've got job job number one and job number two, because too often we think that doing it all really means family plus one other, and you can only pick one at a time. And that's just not true. It's not. I mean, goodness, there are so many amazing possibilities and we are blessed with 168 hours in every week that we get to choose how we use. And of course, our circumstances all differ. There are various seasons of life where things are more or less easy, but I'm still very much in the thick of it. My oldest son uh, just turned 10. So four kids, 10 and under working full time, but I am so in love with helping other women through my coaching and my business. And I'm I'm just really excited to share what I have learned the hard way. Yes. I was just about to ask what ages your boys were. Yeah. So my oldest just turned 10, then um, eight, five, and almost two. Okay. Right in that busy, busy season with young kids very close together, but it's, it's incredible too. And I was uh, given great advice early on not to wish it away because there are times where it feels so intense and yet don't we always look back and just wish we could hang on to those little baby moments one more time or things like that. And so it's again, as with everything, just trying to enjoy where you're at while striving to constantly improve and then just take the hard things with a grain of salt because they don't last forever despite how they feel in the moment. Yeah. My oldest boy is about to turn 10 as well. And then I've got a six-year-old, four-year-old, and a 13 and a 14-year-old. So that's my span. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 
How awesome. Thank you. Well, you have the most transformational productivity story I've ever heard. You went from believing you had to do it all straight to suicidal and then overcame that false belief so that now you're living in more joy and more freedom than you ever imagined. Can you tell us about that? I would be so happy to. And I mean, it's crazy to think of where I was five, 10 years ago to where I am now. And I know everyone's backstory is different, but I really was blessed with a lot of opportunities. And then my heartbreak was thinking I wasn't going to be able to have kids. I always wanted them. And then for whatever reason, they just didn't happen. So plan B was this career and doors opened and amazing things just kind of became reality. And then one week after signing my contract with this great university for a really prestigious job, I found out I was pregnant and was over the moon excited, but incredibly naive and also felt like, you know, one, this must just be the way it's meant to be, but two, like I've got to push forward and I've committed to this uh, position and I just didn't know what I didn't know. So my university would have been very accommodating had I asked for some of those accommodations, but I just really thought that I could keep up with the way I had always been working and performing at that same level without realizing what an emotional pull I would feel to want to be home with my baby. And then for various reasons, um, you know, we moved, we had our first son, it was all very close together. And I needed to start teaching just two weeks after he was born. And then, you know, it was a whole transition. We ended up having a lot of sleep issues and we didn't have any childcare in our new location and no family help nearby or anything like that. So I was completely isolated. I felt so alone and yet was trying to perform to my own expectations, which were looking back very impossible. And so about nine months after my son was born, I just found myself completely suicidal and I mean, I look back in shock that I ever got to that place, but anyone who has experienced the darkness of depression, and I I hope no one has, but it's so hard to see that there is a way out when you get stuck in that place. And so thankfully, my husband and my mother really intervened, and that started me realizing that things needed to change, But I didn't change very much. I was still trying to do a lot until around the birth of my third son, who is now five. And it was at that point where I just realized I had to let a lot of things go. And I had to really care less about things that had up to that point meant so much to me. So that was the moment where I really started applying my academic research skills to figure out what is scientifically shown to help us do more, uh, but do the right things and do them more effectively so that we're better prioritizing our time and safeguarding our energy for the things that matter most to us. And that made such a difference in my life that it inspired me to start Solutions for Simplicity, which is my business and my coaching that I started four years ago now. And it was, it's been a very small side thing, but it's increasingly just flourishing. And I realized how many women can, can just really relate to that pressure that we feel either from society or that many cases we put on ourselves. And we're afraid to let go of what we have without realizing that we do have the power to really create a better life 
if we focus on what matters most to us, that we have the power to decide what that is, and that then there are these real actionable ways of maximizing your time and energy, but you need to find what works best for you in the different seasons of life that you're in. So that is me in a very long nutshell. <laughs> Thank you. Tell me about the incredible secret you discovered to skyrocketing your productivity, aka um, honoring your body's four plus natural energy rhythms. I think I can speak for all of us, all our listeners. What are they? Oh, this is where there is just so much goodness and it has really profoundly impacted my life. Uh, I think many of us women, we are very in tune with our bodies, especially after becoming mothers. And we realize that sometimes things seem pretty easy and effortless and we can handle quite a bit. And other times, despite our best intentions or even really working hard, it just feels like we're spinning our wheels and we are tired and sluggish and hitting our head against that wall. Like, ugh, why, why aren't things working? And so, you know, as I delved into the science of productivity and um, time management and those kinds of things, I realized that a lot of different research highlights the importance of, say, honoring your circadian rhythm, which is your 24 hours-ish body clock. It's usually a little bit more than 24 hours, but everyone has a different biological circadian rhythm that makes you more of a morning person or a night owl, and there's a lot of variation in between, but those are the two general stereotypes. So that's one energy rhythm that does affect when you are likely to have energy and be able to show up as your best, most productive self. But then there are so many others, well, three at least, that are given a lot less attention. And I've compiled all of these and, and been working with clients for a while to help them pinpoint their unique productivity windows based on these energy cycles. First one is circadian rhythm. The second is your ultradian rhythm, which is how long your, your brain is literally able to focus for any one sitting. And this again, varies person by person, but it's typically between 20 to 90 minutes most. And what that means is that when we are trying to push through and we are focusing or working on something too hard for too long, we will actually reach that point of diminishing returns where we can be working but we're not actually getting much done and our brain is becoming fried and then it's gonna have negative spillover effects that just make us have less energy and be less able to focus later on. So instead you need to figure out your ultradian rhythm and then take periodic breaks, get up, change scenery, move around, get the blood flowing, et cetera. Um, but that's really important. Then the other energy rhythm that has been so enlightening, and I'm loving that there's so much more coming out about this now, but it is our infradian rhythm, typically thought of as the woman's monthly cycle. And many women are not as aware of how their monthly cycle works and the fact that there are actually four different phases of your monthly cycle. And that each of those phases has a bunch of different hormones that are operating at different levels and they naturally prime you for certain types of activities. And so based on where you are in that cycle, you will feel say much more creative, much more social, much more head down, let's focus, I can actually crank this out or 
conversely, the week that many of us are familiar with is that week where we just need to rest. And if we don't honor our body's needs, it really gets ugly and we burn out so quickly. The fourth cycle is, or the fourth, fourth energy rhythm is what I call the weekly cycle that fluctuates based on your circumstances and what day or days of the week are typically best for you to get work done. But again, this differs for everyone. Typically, uh, if we look at national statistics, Mondays and Fridays are usually the least productive days of the week because people come into the work week and they're a little bit just dragging after the weekend. They wish it wasn't Monday. And then by Friday, they're brain dead and we're all checked out thinking about the fun we're going to have on the weekend. But, you know, maybe this is different. In truth, there were plenty of times as I was struggling to balance work and motherhood that I really looked forward to Mondays because my kids would finally be at school or childcare. And I felt like, okay, now I could actually focus on what I wanted to do for work. Whereas when kids are home, that's family time. And, uh, you know, good luck getting too much productivity done with my kids around. But that's a good thing because I shouldn't be trying to work when I have the chance to be with them. Anyway, there are many other cycles as well. Things can fluctuate with the seasons of the year. And I am just obsessed with helping women figure out their peak performance windows where these four or more different cycles naturally align. And the more you track your energy levels, you can you can really isolate when you can expect to have energy and when you won't. And so the way to skyrocket your productivity then is to know ahead of time what kinds of tasks you should tackle or avoid so that you're not trying to do very intense cognitive tasks or physical demanding tasks in those moments where you're not going to have the energy to match what needs to get done. And then on the flip side, you can use this to your advantage and really save those high energy peak performance windows for your most important work and do more than seems humanly possible. I really have found that there is a superwoman week, as I like to call it. And when people ask me how I do so much, I, I share with them that, of course, I don't do it all. Um, but what works the best is really being intentional with the kinds of things I do and when I do them. It's not always possible, but even then just knowing that you're not going to have the energy you need for what you still have to do allows you to give yourself so much more grace and just accept that, you know, I'm doing the best I can under these circumstances and I know I could do more or I could do this better, but that's not my reality right now. So I'm going to show up as the best I can under these circumstances and feel good about it. So. Yeah, you it's go. so nice that there's a scientific basis for grace, basically, since yeah. I'm aware of all those rhythms, but I hadn't ever, I've never heard someone bring all four of them together yes. and say, look, yes, there's a whole lot of talk about releasing pressure, releasing expectations, but this isn't just a feel good. Well, I know you're not performing up to par, but let's make you feel emotionally better about it. It's scientifically, you need to release those expectations. And here's why. You do. And it's so personal because again, this varies. Each of these cycles is unique to you. So, you know, trying to get say a team to align and figure out when they can all be productive together, that's more complicated than the corporate world certainly takes into consideration. I think we're, we're, we're changing and we're seeing some very positive advances 
But for business owners, especially moms, this knowledge is so important. Yes. And speaking of business, what are some of the top lessons you've learned through fast failures in your business? Since most of my audience are probably online business moms or moms who want to start an online business. So we would love to get a sneak peek from you. Oh, I have so many things I wish I could go back and tell my former self. I think more than anything, just give yourself a pat on the back because having that desire to build a business and serve others through the, the business you're building, that's a really beautiful calling and it's not easy. So I have had a lot of failures and of course, that's a good thing because we learn from them and they are our stepping stones to success. And I, I don't feel quote unquote successful other than that I've learned how important it is to define what success is for you, right? Um, so that would be my first lesson, I suppose. The first failure I had was thinking that success meant making a certain amount of money or having a certain number of clients or having a certain number of Instagram followers or anything like that. And it is so not about the numbers. I've learned the hard way that the true value you provide isn't measurable by revenue or followers or any of those things. And behind each of those numbers is an actual person that matters, right? So it's really getting really easy to get caught up in what they call the vanity metrics. I sure did this in the early years of my business. I was trying to grow my YouTube channel and reach that coveted 1000 um, subscribers so that I could monetize my channel. And I went into it thinking, oh, I can do this in a few months. Everybody makes it look so easy, but oh my goodness, it wasn't. And it just takes time. I think that's what so much of success is, is just sticking with it and trying things and adapting, evolving as you need to, but really just committing to it for the long term. The next big failure or lesson learned that I would share is that, of course, we need to, how do I say this? The worst thing we can do is try and do everything and be everywhere, which I sure did. You see these big gurus and I know these big business owners that have massive Instagram followings. They have YouTube channels. They have podcasts. Their website is amazing. They do all these different things. They're whatever platform it is, they're everywhere. But of course, that's not where we are starting out. And these big uh, people, they've got massive teams and other resources that we don't have. So I realized in retrospect that it would have been much more beneficial to pick one platform and really go all in there. And that once you start to see success in one place, it very often snowballs into other realms as well. But then I think the biggest takeaway for me is that when, when you let go of your expectations and you really realize that you just want to help people and you show up from that place of genuine desire to serve and to make other people's lives better, that's when the sales start coming in, right? <laughs> so um, just letting go of those expectations has been huge. And I've, I've just felt a tremendous shift in my business and in my clients as I stopped caring about numbers and realized that whether money comes from this or not, if I can make someone's day better, that's a huge win. But I spent a lot of years, so I'm, I'm a little over four years into this now. And I would say the last three, or if not three and a half, 
have been throwing a lot of spaghetti at the wall to see, well, to really try and copy what I saw a lot of other people doing, not in the content I provided per se, but in the way I was providing it. And again, showing up in all the places. And instead, I wish, as I'm doing now, I wish I had looked for what was working best and doubled down on that thing, whether that was products or platforms or the content it itself and talking more specifically about one uh, particular message. But goodness, you just learn these things through perspective. And, you know, if for the women that are starting their business now, I just think you need to think about what success is for you and what life you want to be living and build your business around that rather than thinking you will be successful when you reach a certain milestone or you have a certain revenue or any of those other things. For me, success is having the time freedom and having the energy to then be the best that I can be for my family. And I get so much joy from my business that it has made me a better mom. It's what I do for me, right? My business is my creative outlet. But there were many years where it just felt like one more thing that wasn't working or where I felt pressure. And I didn't need to feel all that. It all happens as it's meant to be. Yes. On that note, to re like release the pressures and release the timelines on your business, I think is so key because like for me, I'm three and a half years in. I think I spent the first two and a half years doing exactly what you said, copying the way everyone else was doing it and wondering why it didn't work because- when you start an online business, you get fed this nine months and you're going to be a total success. And then you're left wondering what's wrong when you don't hit it in that marker. And then you hit the year mark and the two-year mark or the three-year mark. And if you don't have that, again, it's what you said, you have to stay in it for the long game, but it's very discouraging to that kind of quick success. It is. And you know, when I when we're starting our businesses, we either can invest our time or some upfront money. And I was blessed to have my other job, still have my other job. So I didn't feel like I had money to invest in my business starting out. I really wanted to um, do things as free as possible so that I could save my money and, and provide for my family with my day job. But I didn't realize that that would take so much of my time and, and would mean that I was learning all these things the hard way as I went. So another big thing I would change looking back is hiring help in the form of a coach or a mentor so much sooner. That's why I love what you are offering and how you help your clients because you can save them so much time, stress, and hassle and fast track their success in accordance with what they define success as because you have been through this, you know what they can do. You can catch things and mistakes they might be making before they make them. And I've seen such transformation since I started having my own coach and so forth. So I just wish I had done that so much sooner. Wonderful advice. And speaking of what we're offering, would you tell our listeners where we can find you and if you have something for them to take action steps on this? 
Oh, I would love to. I would be really thrilled to connect with anyone that is listening. You can find me on Instagram at Solutions for Simplicity. My YouTube channel is also Solutions for Simplicity. And I have over 175 videos on planning, productivity, and purposeful living, trying to release new content there every chance that I can. But I would especially love for people to visit my website, solutionsforsimplicity.com. And I am honored to share a free resource with your listeners called my Everyday Essentials Checklist. That is a list of 18 scientifically proven habits that you need to be doing in order to have the energy that you need to show up as your best self. And so this checklist just walks you through what those things are, why they're so important, and then gives you that handy sheet to put on the fridge and get the physical satisfaction of crossing off every time you complete a habit. And it can be accessed at bit.ly slash ee dash Alyssa. So I know you'll probably put the link in the description. It's a little complicated, but I'm so happy for anyone uh, to check that out. Yes. We'll have Amber's IG, her YouTube channel, her website, and this awesome habits download in the show notes. They're all linked for you. Thank you. Alyssa. This You're is- welcome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Amber. I loved our conversation. I had such a great time. Thank you. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. Bye for now. Have a great day.